Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, good morning. Here's your business view and here's a look at how markets wrapped up overnight. We saw the S&P 500 closing little change, pretty much wavering between gains and losses in a rather subdued session. And this is after it jumped 1.9% last Friday. The tech heavy Nasdaq squeezing out a small gain of 0.2%. And this as it was lifted by the likes of AMD and NVIDIA, both AI chip makers. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 0.2%, or around 55 points, to 33,619. Now let's check in with Paul Wegmuller. He is the uh, Director of Business Development at Martin Fund Management. He's also a Chartered Market Technician. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, it's great having you on all the way from uh, Florida. So let's dive into the market action. And I think in focus is the SLU's report, which is the Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey. Walk us through how that's been moving markets. Absolutely. That was the, I guess, the more the bigger news that, that came out today, uh, right before the, the talks with Joe Biden tomorrow. But it came out pretty much as expected. What we saw is that there are tightening standards across all loan categories for the banks. Um, but we did see a surprising bounce in demand for other loan categories, such as credit card loans, auto loans, and uh, jumbo mortgage loans. So what that tells me is that there is still a need for money out there, but people are going to pay a little more for that. But another interesting thing that I found in it is that corporations are pausing to issue bonds until the market steadies out a little bit more. So that being said, it, it was kind of it was kind of uh, expected w- with the news, and and uh, that's what the Fed wanted, right? All of these all of these hikes are trying to rein in the economic machine, I guess you can say, and, and slow things down a little bit. So nothing really surprising there. Yeah, so I'm looking at the credit market, uh, seeing some signs of tightening slightly, and you've got business loan demand weakening. So all in, it was a rather, well, lackluster session. It was quite a boring session overall. Yes, I, I agree with you. Nothing really to write home about the equity markets uh, staying staying here as well. I, I will have to say, though, on the commodity spectrum, we did see crude continue the uptrend from a couple days ago. Uh, we saw crude oil rally about $1.75 today, about $0.80 cents off the highs of the day. But that was the, the mover in the markets today. Yeah, so if we look at oil prices on a weekly basis, they saw their third straight weekly decline last week. So I'm just wondering, now we've got the OPEC Plus surprise cuts not too long ago. Is that going to come through in the next few months? Yeah, you know, that was that was a really interesting weekend. And uh, they are going to have another meeting in June. And that meeting is going to be in person. So the way that you might read into that is, it might be more of an important meeting. But when we had that spike up, it, it actually gapped up about $5 uh, on the Sunday night overnight session uh, here in the U.S. What we've seen since then is that gap closed. And from a technician's perspective, the price will always come back and, and it tends to fill that gap and continue in the trend that it was. But what we saw here is crude oil came down to about $63.5. Now, from a technician's perspective, that was the old low going back to the middle of March. 
So we do see a little bit of a base there. And you can't forget, at the end of the day, the United States at some point has to try to refill that strategic petroleum reserve. So whenever you get prices down to uh, a level where you saw a previous low, it might be a good idea to keep that in the back of your head and say, okay, well, we don't know when they're going to be refilling it, but you never know who's pulling the trigger down there. But if you look back on that on that weekly chart, like you were mentioning, we're still in that range from 83.5 down to around 63.5. And, and until something happens one way or the other, that, that is where we think things are going to be uh, going forward until something, there's a catalyst there. Yeah, looking at oil prices, we've got WTI just slightly under 73 right now. Branch just slightly under 77. And for past year, both are down over 20%. So we'll see um, how that goes. But very good point about how um, there is a bit of support there for prices. If it go down, goes down low enough, you might see some topping of inventories. Now, looking at where we are right now for gold prices, that's been flirting um, near record highs. Uh, where do you see it going from here? Absolutely. Gold, the thing to keep in mind with gold as well is it does have a relationship with the U.S. dollar. The dollar index is about 60% weighted in uh, against the euro currency. So always keep that in mind. But yeah, we did see gold pop up nicely last week. But the important thing to remember is that it couldn't really finish above those previous highs. You did see on Friday how it, it came down. It started off around 2055 and came all the way down to about 2023. So the previous day, it tried to make the high, couldn't do it. The next day, it comes down a little bit. And the dollar is staying strong above that $100 level. Currently trading around the dollar index, rather, currently trading around 101, uh, 101 and a half. So all those things being said, I think that if you look at gold, based on Friday's action of last week, you could come back down to the 1985 area, something like that, and you still are in an uptrend there. So looking to the pullbacks, I see some nice support there. Also keep an eye on that dollar index. If you do see the dollar index come below 101, down to 100 area, then I think you might see that gold finally pop up. Mm. They are inversely correlated. Yeah, do you see any drivers for gold action? We've got the banking crisis playing out in the past few weeks. Has that been a big factor? Well, if, you know, gold tends to be an inflation play. That's what you hear all the time, right? But gold really hasn't been, been playing out that way. What you really see if you look back in history is gold really starts to take off after rates stop increasing. So that's kind of the the, the back and forth, right? With is are the rates going to be stalling out? Are we going to pause? Or are we going to actually uh, lower rates going into the end of the year? At the end of the day, though, you have to remember if they actually do lower rates, that might be because of an onset recession or a significant crisis in those financial markets. And quite honestly, right now, I think there's two competing forces. You have demand growth, and then you have an early stage commodity super cycle versus a short-term recession fear. So depending on which lens you're looking through, all supply and demand fundamental news is really viewed through that lens of skepticism about demand. You pull that lens back, you see commodity prices rally. You know, once the uh, recession fears come into the, the broader news cycle, that's when things kind of pull back a little bit. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, th- I think it will change. Uh, the only matter is uh, when.
Yeah, so this is going to be something to watch out for as well down the road with um, the China reopening story, possibly also doing the commodity space some favors. And one more big headline, Paul, um, that we are tracking is what's going on with the U.S. debt ceiling. I've heard this story before. <laughs> what's happening here this time? Yeah, you know, it, it's right. You've heard this before. And, and actually, uh, technically, the U.S. hit the debt ceiling back in January. But uh, the Treasury Department, they were able to use extraordinary measures to uh, keep the cash flowing. But uh, Janet Yellen was was on a couple news stations over the weekend. And, you know, she said this would be terrible if, if we don't go through. But there actually is a thing called the 14th Amendment. Uh, the previous president, Mr. Obama, uh, did not want to use that. But there's always a solution to this. I'm personally not really scared of it. Mm. I don't think uh, overall it would it would kind of hurt everybody, not just which political party wants to, to win the argument. Yeah, well, if history repeats itself, there will be another last-minute answer to this. Well, Imagine Paul Wengmuller. He is the CMT and also Director of Business Development at Martin Fund Management. Thank you so much for your time today, Paul. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.